Hello, and welcome to Freezer Burn, the podcast dedicated to giving you hot takes on cold food. My name is Hazel, and I'm here with Peggy. Uh, Peggy, we might have some new listeners this week, so why don't you tell them what we do here? We review off-brand frozen food. Yes, exactly. And this week, we're reviewing a box of fish sticks that we purchased at our local grocery store. We can't say the name of the grocery store. No, and that's because our grocery store changes its name every week. Uh, it's their password, essentially. You have to guess its name to gain entrance. Just like Rumpelstiltskin. They will take your firstborn child if you're not careful. They've never taken a child from me, but they have robbed me blind with their price on their power steering fluid. <laughs> Good one. Anyway, these fish sticks were reasonably priced, though. Less than $2 for a box of 16 sticks. And they don't taste half bad. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good, but smaller than I anticipated. These are very thin sticks. Uh, it also appears they compensate for the lack of fish with excessive breading. Uh, I don't really like fish, so I don't mind it, but if you do, that might be a deal breaker. Since when did you start disliking fish? Uh, well, the last time I had fish didn't go so well. Uh, I was on a date. Oh no. I was on a date with a guy who, um, well, whose real name I don't really know, but he went by Flip. And Flip wanted to go fishing. Over at the lake? No, no, he wanted to go night fishing at this small pond, uh, but when he got to the pond, the perimeter was surrounded by a tall fence, which he insisted we climb, uh, and the pond itself was surrounded by cement. Uh, it reminded me more of a public pool than a pond. Was it a public pool? In retrospect, it might have been. When we finally caught some fish, they tasted very strongly of chlorine, uh, but it was very dark, so I can't be sure where I was exactly. That can't have been good for you. Oh, it wasn't. I got very sick and threw up. Uh, at that point, Flip tried to ditch me. Uh, he started scaling the fence and shouted, Get you on the flip side! And I yelled, Take me to the hospital! So you had chlorine poisoning? I can't really be sure, uh, because when the nurse asked what was wrong, he admitted that he had thrown dead fish into the water to make them easier to catch. Uh, so I could very well have been poisoned by the pool water or from the rotten fish. I don't think I would be able to eat fish ever again after something like that. Which is why I'm very appreciative of the excessive breading in these fish sticks. Uh, anyway, Flip abandoned me at the hospital, saying, Catch you on the flip side again. Uh, and I don't really know what that phrase means anymore, because I'd always assumed it meant see you later, but I haven't seen him since. Maybe he was referring to the flip side of life. As in, you know, death. Wouldn't be the first time I've been poisoned on a date, and probably won't be the last. Do you ever call the police after these things happen? Oh no, the police call me enough as it is. Maybe you should probably get back to these fish sticks. Yes, these fish sticks. Uh, very little fish with a hearty amount of deep-fried breading. Uh, like biting into a human being who's swaddled in a hundred sleeping bags. They have a really good flavor, though. Uh, for what they are, they're perfectly fine, uh, but they're not so good that I'd be running to get more. Tony started running again. Oh, okay. That sounds really normal. Yes, he's running to raise awareness for the whales. Okay. The whales are his favorite barbershop quartet. Ah, there it is. Okay, listeners, Peggy has a long-term boyfriend named Tony. Uh, he's very good-looking, and a lot of the stuff he does is total nonsense, but at least this nonsense keeps him in shape. On our first date, he asked me if I liked whales, and I said they were my favorite animal. That caused some serious confusion. But he eventually took me to see this group, and it turns out that their name isn't actually whales like the animal, it's whales like the noise. Okay, so their name is spelled W-A-I-L-S. Yes, they specialize in laments. I can't say that I've ever heard a mournful barbershop quartet. That's why he's raising awareness for them. A lot of people just don't know. 
Okay, so he's running. How does running raise awareness for a, a barbershop quartet? He runs a few blocks and then stops, shouts their name and the next venue, then keeps going. I don't know what else I expected, to be honest. On top of it all, one of the singers was recently thrown in jail for disturbing the peace. Technically, they were all disturbing the peace, but the other three ran when they heard the sirens, but he just had to finish the song. That's dedication. Yep. Good old Willie Smith. Since he was thrown in jail, Tony started shouting, Free Willie! Support the whales! Free Willie! I'm sure that's also confusing many people. You know, it wouldn't be the first time Tony confused someone, and it won't be the last... I wouldn't say it's even the first time he's confused a massive crowd of people. Remember that time he organized a parade? And he just turned out to be a poetry slam in the back of a moving vehicle? How could I forget that? I had a ten minute set. Lucky you. I only got five minutes. Uh, if I may, I'm going to freestyle a slam poem about these fish sticks. Go for it. Bread wrapped around this fish like my body wrapped around my heart. Chunks of tuna torn asunder like my soul that's been pulled apart. The only thing there to save the day was a deep-fried crumble and some fish filet. Ah, yes, listeners, that is the sound of Peggy snapping her approval. All right, okay. So has Tony been successful in raising awareness for the whales? There were actually a few more people at their last gig, but that could be because the funeral they were working was very well attended. Okay, so the deceased was well-loved. Presumably. That's nice. I'm glad they found a venue that fits their talents. Mournful tunes are their forte. If they were women, people would refer to them as banshees. Sounds like a whale of a good time. Anyway, we should probably get back to these fish sticks. These fish sticks. It only, uh, it only takes 15 minutes to cook them in the oven. Speedy. I've got to be honest, I'm having a hard time being enthused about these sticks. Uh, mostly because of my problems with fish that I mentioned earlier, uh, but also because I don't know how our listeners will even be able to purchase these sticks. They're made in-house by our nameless grocery store. You have to sign a contract every time you buy a box. I mean, and I've never read the contract. No, Hazel, that's how they get your firstborn child. True, true, true. Why do we keep going to this grocery store? Because of Brian Jostling. Oh, that's right. Listeners, if you've been with us since episode one, you might remember our discussion of Brian Jostling, the cashier who looks like an off-brand Ryan Gosling. He's our off-brand star. We should ask him if he wants to come on the podcast sometime. We should also probably ask him what his real name is. Anyway, you were concerned that our listeners can't easily find these fish sticks. Correct. It is quite the hassle to purchase these fish sticks. Uh, But are they even worth that hassle? Let's just rate these things. Would you make room in your freezer for these fish sticks? No. To be honest, I've had pool fish that were better than this. What about you? Well, these aren't the worst fish sticks. I wouldn't make room either. That dog guarding them at the store requires more effort to distract than I care to put into my fish sticks. True. We forgot to mention the guard dog. Uh, Listeners, if you ever find yourself at our nameless grocery store, make sure you have a bit of meat with you to distract the dog. Uh, Though to be honest, with all the meat we throw away just to get to the frozen food section, we're really losing a lot of money shopping at this place. I give these fish sticks 5 out of 10 off-brand stars. They were fine. I'll also give these 5 out of 10 off-brand stars. They were fine. Wait, we haven't discussed the nutrition facts. The only nutrition information I have on these fish sticks is a sticker on the back of the box that says, They will nourish you. Well, there's that. I don't feel particularly nourished, but I trust our butcher. 
He's never led us astray before. Well, except that one time. I mean, that was mostly on us. We probably shouldn't have let a butcher recommend us a good vegan restaurant. I went there and it was definitely not vegan. They let you churn your own butter. How do you know it wasn't vegan butter? We also had the option to milk the cow. Tony's mother almost had a heart attack, which was exactly what we were trying to avoid by going vegan. I also went to this place. Very obviously not vegan, uh, which doesn't really matter to me, but very much mattered to my very vegan friend. Uh, but I actually ended up working there for a while. I didn't know you worked in food service. Oh, I've had plenty of restaurant jobs in my day. Waitressing? I was a food hider. What? I was a freelance food hider. Whether or not you were consistently employed by one business was not what confused me. Well, okay, so you know how I used to work as a grave digger? Yes. Well, after I got fired from that job, it was difficult to find another because one of my only skills was digging holes. You have a lot of skills that are less specific. This was before I got my degree. Anyway, a lot of restaurants are working to reduce food waste, but plenty of others just want to seem like they're reducing food waste. So I would go to restaurants in the middle of the night, the manager would hand me bags of wasted food, and then I would take the food and bury it. Where were you burying it? This place is in the middle of town. I buried most of it in the cemetery. That was you? The dirt is loose there. That's why it's a cemetery. We were at a funeral gig for the whales, and somebody had already buried a bunch of trash in the grave. I never buried trash trash, just half-eaten food and spoiled butter. Hazel, why didn't you just dig a hole on your own? That plot belonged to someone. That guy was someone's father. I did dig my own holes. Clearly, another food hider realized that the cemetery was an ideal place for food hiding. But they were being lazy, and they were just throwing food in graves. I used empty plots. They won't be empty forever. Oh, I'm sure the food will have composted by that point. You know, Tony's topiaries could use some nutrients. We could food hide these tiny fish sticks. Well, meat shouldn't be used for compost. It doesn't work very well. But the box says they will nourish you. Hmm. True. Well, let's go bury these in the yard, I guess. I'll get the trowel. Listeners, this is the conclusion of our sixth episode. We'll be back next week with another hot take on some cold food. And if you like what you've been hearing, tell your friends about us and leave us a review. And if you don't like what you've been hearing, just press play and put some earmuffs on. Any listens we can get, we'll take. Anyway, see you next week.